0: Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, encounterchurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. Very soon. All right, now how many of you are ready for the Word of God? Amen. Well, we are trucking through a series right now that we're just calling "Breakthrough: Live by faith, Advance with Grace." Let me just ask this: Has it been a beneficial study so far? Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, we are working through the book of Romans. Uh, we're processing through to find out what does God's Word have to say, and how does that apply to our lives? Today. I've said it many times before, but let me say it again. I believe that God's word is applicable to today just as it was when it was written. Amen? I think that I believe that we can take everything that's happening here from, from in the beginning to the amen at the end, and, and we can apply it to our lives, and this is our guidebook. This helps us do everything in life. It helps us people. Come on, anybody ever have problems peopling? I have made that a verb, we are peopling. That's getting out in public and rubbing shoulders with people and and talking to people. Sometimes that's rough, isn't it? We talked about that a little bit last week, and if you missed last week, I would encourage you, go on and watch the podcast or the video podcast, one of those, and just really let that begin to resonate in your heart but we are in the last leg of this series today we are jumping into chapter 15 next week we are going to wrap up this series I can't believe that it's already almost been 18 weeks that we've been processing through this study but in Romans chapter 15 here we find Paul he's, he's leading us into a, a godly approach of how to be effective in our walk with christ now if we were being completely honest with one another today if we're being honest with ourselves uh, this is probably one of the most difficult areas it's potentially the, the greatest area of struggle in the christian walk is how do we step into this realm of being effective in the world around us have you ever wondered that how can I be effective in the workplace? How can I be effective when I go to Walmart? How can I be effective when I go to school, those of you that are still in school? What does the Bible have to say about that? Well, that's, that's what we wanna talk about today is how can we be effective for Christ in this journey, through life. After all, our Christian life is more than just a Sunday morning experience. Do you agree with that? We are called by Christ. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, hey, the moment you give your life to Christ, it's all done. Just sit back and coast. It doesn't say that. But man, after we give our lives to Christ, suddenly this whole compartment of things opens up. Suddenly we are to love those that are unlovable. We are to be kind to those that are harsh to us. We are to share the good news with everyone everywhere. We are to raise up disciples. We are to make an impact for the kingdom of God everywhere we go. It's not just an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning and then all is great. No, 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 we're called to daily be effective for the kingdom of God. That's what I wanna talk about. Today, look at our text, and I'm actually going to read it from the message paraphrase, and very seldom do I ever use the message paraphrase as my text, but you'll understand in just a moment why I chose to use this. Romans 15, 1 and 2. It says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter, and not just do what is most convenient for us. Let me read that one again. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, How can I help? So let me ask you this question this morning. What role are you playing in this journey through life? As you go to the workplace, as you go to school, as you're shopping in the community, as you're going from here to there, what role are you playing? What impact are you making? Are you effective for the kingdom of God? You see, it's it's so easy just to sit back and coast to get into a routine the alarm clock goes off at such-and-such time if you're like me I've got two one goes off that's my warning clock and the next one is moments before my wife says are you getting up right then we get out of bed, we get ready for work, we drive to work, we have, go to work, we have lunch, we, we finish the day at work, we go home, we take care of a couple things around the house, we sit back and watch a little bit of TV, then we go to bed and same, day, or same thing next day over and over and over, we just get into the routine. But what impact are we making? See, we're clearly called, according to God's word, to step up to the plate, to lend a hand to those that are struggling, and not just wait for them to cry out, but to offer our assistance, even when it's not convenience. Let me ask you this question. Is it always easy to make yourself available? No, because sometimes we just don't want to help. Sometimes we're just tired. Sometimes we just want to self-absorb for a moment. But the Bible says that those of us that are strong in the faith, those of us that are pushing forward, we need to look for the opportunity, we need to lend a hand, we need to ask ourselves the question, how can I help? What can I do for the kingdom of God? What impact can I make on the lives of the people around me? Paul says, not just when it's convenience. So today I want to process through Romans chapter 15. I want to discover what does Paul have to say on this topic of being effective. In other words, it's faith-filled action is what I'm calling this. I'm giving you six truths to effective faith-filled action. I would challenge you to take really good notes today. Numerous opportunities of ways to do that. You've got the paper copies in the back. You've got the online outline on the church app or the YouVersion app, one of those two. But really take good notes today. Number one is this. Faith-filled action depends on grace. Faith-filled action depends on grace. On grace, you see, it's not what can I accomplish in my own ability. It's not how talented am I. Look at me; I'm such a great leader, such a great orator. I'm so great in this or in that. I can accomplish all things. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. It's all based upon the grace of God. Sure, we could push forward for a season, but if if we're going to really accomplish anything of eternal, lasting value, it's going to require that you and I lean into the grace of God, lean upon the foundation that never wavers. Paul said it this way in verse 15 and 16, for by God's grace, look at your neighbor and say God's grace, for by God's grace, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. You see, Paul understood God's grace. It, it, was, it was Paul that was dealing with issues in his life and three times he went to God and said, you got to do something. you got to remove this out of my life. I can't deal with this anymore. Three times he cried out to God and, here was the response of God, my grace is sufficient for you. God said, my power works best in your weakness. In other words, when we come to the place of realizing that we can't do this by ourselves, when we come to the place of realizing that that in our own ability, we're not going to make it very far. You see, it's at that point, that we depend upon the grace of God. It's at that point that we say, Lord, not me, but you. Lord, less of me and more of you. God, pour out your spirit upon my life. It's when we step out of self and into grace that we discover that there's no stopping what God can do. Why? Because grace is simply God giving us what we need not what we deserve grace is God knowing everything about me yet he still loves me grace is God choosing you even though you wouldn't have chosen yourself grace is God loving us so much that while we were still sinners he sent Jesus to die on the cross of Calvary. You see, when we begin to lean into that grace, suddenly everything begins to change. And now, discover that one of the things that we've got to regularly tell ourselves as we begin to move forward and serve for the kingdom of God is this I'm not doing this because I'm a great person. You're not doing this because you're a great person. You're doing it because of. God's grace, God gives you that opportunity. We're not perfect. We have faults. But God, in his grace and his mercy, sees the potential in every one of us. And therefore, we read in Hebrews chapter 4, it says this, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. How can we do this? Because of the grace of God. Because he sees all of this inside of us, this ability in us, now we have the opportunity to come boldly to the throne room of God. He says, there you will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. And here's what I love about this verse. It's a big cycle. I've got to have the grace of God. I've got to experience the grace of God. I've got to depend upon the grace of God in order to step into his throne room. And when I step into his throne room, there I find the grace of God to help me in times when I don't really know what to do. So therefore I step into the throne room of God. And when I step into the throne room of God, there I find the grace of God that makes it available for me to move into new new realms and new areas with God. And when I do that, I step into the throne room of God. Are you seeing the glorious cycle here? There he is in every situation and every circumstance providing the grace that I need so that I can have faith-filled action to make the impact to be effective for his kingdom. The second truth that I see is this. Faith-filled action is built on God's word. This is the foundation that I've got to build on. Romans 15, 16 says this, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news. He doesn't say, look at me, I'm the special messenger from Christ Jesus. I bring you me. He doesn't say that, does he? He doesn't say, look how awesome I am. Look at all the letters that I've written. Look at all the churches that I've started. Look at all the things that are happening because I stepped on the scene. Look at what I'm accomplishing. No, 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 no. He he says, because of the grace of God, I've been given this opportunity to be a special messenger. And what do I bring to you as a message? I bring you the good news. Can you honestly say this morning that, that in and through your daily life that, that you bring the good news? If not, what are you bringing to the world around you? I share with you week 11 of this series, Isaiah chapter 52. And it says this, how beautiful On the mountains are the feet of the messenger who bring the good news. The good news of peace and salvation. The good news that God of Israel reigns. What message are you sharing with the world around you? Are you portraying that good news? How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those That share the good news. Then we discover in in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, it says, It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit, says the Lord. It's not just by hard work it's not just by endurance sure we need that and we're going to talk about that in a moment but it's not just me doing and doing and doing and doing but it's taking a moment to trust in the name of the lord to rely upon his mercy to rely upon the foundation of the good news of christ and the more of him that's in me the more of him that i have to share to the world around me and i wonder what is the message that you share with the world? What are you bringing, what are you offering to your coworkers, to your family, to that clerk at the gas station? What are you offering as a messenger? Because every one of us gives something. Faith-filled action is built on God's Word. Number three is this. Faith-filled action knows its purpose. Now, some of you right now, you're thinking, well, there's my problem. I don't know my purpose. I have had countless people over the last 20-plus years, 23 years, I believe, of ministry that come to me and they say, Pastor, I just wish I knew my purpose in life. I just wish I knew what God wanted me to do. And maybe that's you right now. Maybe when you heard truth number three, faith-filled action knows its purpose, you're like, that's my issue. That's my stall moments. I don't know my purpose. Listen carefully. I'm going to clear that up for you. I'm going to give every one of you your purpose this morning. Are you ready for this? Here is your purpose. Your purpose is to represent Jesus and share the good news. That's it. That's your purpose, Your, your calling in life, your purpose in life is to represent Jesus and share the good news. How do I know that? Because Jesus himself said, go and share the good news with everyone everywhere. That's your calling. That's your purpose and if you will begin to apply that into your life suddenly you will have a faith-filled action That's effective in the culture in the society around you Romans 15 17 and 18 says this so I have reason to be Enthusiastic about all Christ has done. Let me pause for a moment Do you have reason to be enthusiastic? I want you to think back to your B.C. days, that's your before Christ days. I want you to think, what would you like before Jesus got a hold of you? Now, I want you to take that a step further. If Jesus hadn't encountered you in that moment, where would you be today? You got it? You know where you've been? Some of you would be dead. Come on. Some of you would be in prison. Come on. We all have something to be enthusiastic about. We all have something to rejoice about. Paul says, I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me. Now here, let me pause for a moment. Here Paul was. Before he became Paul, he was Saul. Let me give you a real quick rundown on his life. He was a persecutor of Christians. What do I mean by that? He was a dirty, rotten scoundrel. He would walk into a place maybe such as this, and he would drag out the Christians, and he would have them killed or even stoned to death. In other words, big, large rocks thrown at you until you were killed. That was Saul, we now know as Paul. But he had this encounter, a a road to Damascus moment we call. It's the moment he's heading to Damascus and a bright light shines from heaven and God begins to speak to him directly, why are you persecuting me? God radically changed his life. So now Paul says, I have reason to be enthusiastic. God chose me. He's given me this opportunity to share the good news. And I would say to you, the same is true in your life today. You have reason to be enthusiastic. Yet for some reason, what do we do? We leave this place and we bottle up all of that excitement. We tuck it around in our pockets and we go through our day. God says, let that light so shine. Let that light shine into the world around you. Allow it to illuminate the darkness around you. Share the hope of the goodness of Jesus Christ with everyone you see. And and Paul says, I had this reason to be enthusiastic. Verse 18, he says, Yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me, bringing the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way I worked among them them he says I don't boast about who Paul is he could have boasted about his heritage about his training about his education he could have boasted about his citizenship all of these things but he says I choose not to boast about any of that but I choose to boast about what Jesus Christ is accomplishing why because I want to give him the glory because I would venture to say that every one of us are looking for an example to follow. Maybe right now you're arguing that in your mind with me. Let me, let me debunk your argument. Teenagers mimic what they see on TikTok, right? Come on, those of you with teenagers, they're, they're doing all those little crazy dances, I don't even know, that, that one's like three years ago, but whatever, it's all I got, That's all I got. I don't even know the rest. But we're all mimicking something. Parents, you mimic what you see on TV. Whether you realize it or not, you're mimicking the sitcoms, the movies or what you see. It becomes a reality to you. You think, oh, if it's on there, that must mean what life is all about. Businesses take up on the personality of their leadership. It's natural to mimic the example of others. So Paul, six times in the New Testament, he says, follow my example. So let me ask you, are you living a life that is worthy of being followed Is the life that you're living on the regular is it worthy of being followed if not what needs to change paul oftentimes said follow me as as i follow christ Paul wasn't saying, follow me, because I've got it all figured out. In fact, oftentimes, he said, I'm the worst of the worst. But he says, as I commit myself to Jesus Christ, as I give myself to the cause of Christ, as I commit myself to further his calling, follow the example of what I do in my life. And I wonder, is, is the life that you're living, is it worthy of someone following? I'm not saying are you perfect because none of us are. Paul was clear about his faults. But the question is are you striving to live a life that gives honor and glory to God, that displays what it truly means to be a disciple of Jesus to a broken world around us? Truth number four faith filled action rests. On God's power faith-filled action rests on God's power again it's not my ability it's not your ability it's not my strength or your strength but it's resting on the power of God verse 19 says this they were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of God's Spirit in this way I have fully presented the good news of Christ. It wasn't the power of self-help. It wasn't the power of positive mental thinking. Those things may be helpful in times. I do think you need to be positive, but faith-filled action can only be accomplished through God's power. The problem is many churches fail to tap into the power of God. We just go through the motions. We just come in and sing a couple songs and and sit down and never really rely upon the power of God but truth be told, culture around us is intrigued by the supernatural. Now don't get me wrong, we're not intrigued by the crazy. Come on, we, I grew up, I grew up in AG circle. We, I've been AG my entire life. There was a season of time when we were just crazy. I had one come on a couple chuckles. Those of you guys, some of you have been around there for a while. But we understand, we, we've come to this place of realizing that it's, it's leaning upon the things of God and trusting in the things of God and following the things of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to flow in and through us. You see, that's our desire. Lord, whatever you have, Lord, not my will, but Lord, your will be done. So we're intrigued by the supernatural. There's TV shows about it. There's movies that have made millions of dollars based upon the supernatural, books that discuss it, podcasts that cover it. But truth be told, the supernatural is available to every believer today. In fact, in in the next year, in 2022, we're gonna process through the book of Acts. We're gonna talk about the supernatural in 2022. We're gonna find out what is the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit to you and to me what does that look like in today's culture? I believe the supernatural is ev- available to every single one of us. But here's what I've discovered. God will do the super if we'll do the natural. God will do the super if, we will, if we'll just begin to do the natural. If we will make ourselves available, if we will step out in faith, if we will allow ourselves to be a vessel to be used by the things of God, God will show up every single time. I once heard this statement, I believe it was Pastor Mark Batterson that said this, we must work as if it depends upon us, but we must pray as if it depends upon God. We've got to do the natural if we will do the natural if we'll press in if we'll do the hard work If we'll make ourselves available if we'll ready ourselves for the calling of God And we'll press into him and lean into his grace and his mercy and trust upon him When we begin to do that suddenly he floods in and does the super in and through us truth number five faithful action has a plan, faith-filled action has a plan. Romans 15, 20, my ambition, Paul says, has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard rather than where the church has already been started by someone else. That's the heart of this church. That's our heart. We desire to, to do what no one else is doing. Dreaming big dreams, pressing forward for the things of God. We regularly partner with Convoy of Hope. Some of you are familiar with this. Convoy is a ministry at a Springfield and we bring a semi-truck full of supplies and we bless not only our community, but we're able to bless 12 to 14 other communities and just simply sharing the good news. I'm part of the Chamber of Commerce board and I was at a board meeting a couple weeks ago and about four different times in that meeting, I had somebody from the chamber board say, Pastor, when are you getting another convoy of Hope Truck? The city is recognizing that Encounter Church has a purpose, has a plan, that we desire to do something for the kingdom of God. We're gonna to continue to, to plant churches, why? Because people are dying without the good news of Jesus Christ. They have no hope in their life. We must go where they are to offer a hope to a hopeless society. We are gonna to continue to launch churches and trust that God will lead us in his way. Paul had a plan. He was very strategic. He went to key cities in in the Roman Empire, he picked out places like Philippi that were the center of trade and commerce and travel, and he planted a church there in hopes and belief that the message would continue to spread. Proverbs 16 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. That's where we say, Lord, we make ourselves available to you, Lord, here I am. Lord, here we are. Lord, send us. Send us. Proverbs 13, 16, according to the New Living translation, says, wise people think before they act, fools don't, and even brag about their foolishness. We think before we act. We must have a plan. I'm pleased to tell you Encounter Church has a plan. I can't wait for the third Sunday of January where I get to share with you the vision of where I believe that God is leading this congregation. It's gonna be absolutely incredible because we believe God has great things in store. Our final truth is this, faith-filled action requires the support of people you see in order to accomplish anything of lasting value we need one another we've got to do the natural as we rely upon him to do the supernatural it takes every one of us working together to accomplish the dream that God has set before us Pastor Luke alluded to it earlier. If you haven't taken our Grow Track yet, man, you need to tap into that. In fact, we find it so important that you're a part of Grow Track that beginning in January, we're going to make Grow Track available every month. The first week of the month is going to be week one. The second week is week two. The third week is week three of the study. The fourth week is week four of the study. Don't panic, Larry. We've got a plan. Larry helps us teach that class you don't have to teach every single Sunday we'll talk at lunch tomorrow I just saw his wife look at him going did you know this (laughs) but I would challenge you plug into that that's when you're going to discover who we are as a church who we are as God's chosen people who you are as a follower of Christ. It's going to give you an opportunity to begin to advance yourself into the kingdom of God, to, to make an impact, to be effective. I would encourage you, get plugged in. But what Paul kind of wraps things up in the book of Romans chapter 15 by really talking about how much we need one another. And I want to read a, a kind of a lengthy section of scripture to you as we wrap all of this up. Beginning in verse 23, he says this, but now I have finished my work in these regions. And after all these long years of waiting, I'm eager to visit you. I'm planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop in Rome. And after I've enjoyed your fellowship for a while, for a little while, you can provide for my journey. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem and take a gift to the believers there. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Archaea have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them. Since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessing of the good news for the believers in Jerusalem, they feel that the least they can do is return, It's to help them financially. As soon as I have delivered this money and completed this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain. And I'm sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. What is Paul saying in that scripture right there? He's saying, we need one another. I'm gonna go here because this group of people needs me to go there to take this to them. And when I go from this place to that place, there's something great happening. This person has a passion for them and they have a passion for here. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to partner with me. That's how we're effective. That's how we're effective when we step up, when we step out, when we make ourselves available for the things of God. Because not a single one of us in the room can accomplish it all by ourselves. We need one another. We are all needed to serve. We are all needed to dream. We are all needed to give. We are all needed to trust God's plan. We are all needed to pray. And when we do that, when we make ourselves available, God leads the way. I want you to hear something directly. You are needed. I feel like there's somebody in the house today, you're sitting here, maybe you're watching online and you're saying, I just don't know if I'm needed. There's plenty of people doing this and doing that and taking care of that. I just don't know what part I play. I don't know where I fit in. I want you to know you are needed. You are part of this family. You have a role to play. The question is, are you ready to step up and say, Lord, I make myself available to you. Let's pray.